Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are scrambled from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Fendrea. And action! Echoing from the earpiece. Silos home fire not. The button is pressed. The lights begin dancing around, activating in sequence. But... There are lights that weren't planned, blues, purples. They aren't coming from the machines. Garrett is engulfed by them. Purple streaks cloud his vision as he hears screams coming from above and around him. A weightlessness overcomes his aching back, giving a moment of relief. Although surrounded in this tiny bunker, he feels wind rushing around him through his hair and collared shirt. Time goes still as the purple streaks cloud his vision. In them, he sees family, a father who cared for him after his mother died in childbirth, always pushing for Garrett to be more than he was. He sees a stepmother who didn't care for him or his love for the useless things in life, like the arts, a younger half-brother being accepted into medical school just that year. Every success of Garrett's was always overshadowed by his little brother. Glimpses of this family who he never felt truly worthy of passed by as he sees movie set after movie set, meeting the biggest names in Hollywood, all to be seen as nothing, seen as replaceable. His accomplishments didn't matter in their eyes. They barely meant anything to him. Problem after problem flashes before his eyes. Every problem he has had since starting this path. 38 across, the last problem he had. A sudden cold. He jolts his eyes open as the weightlessness instantly turns to the pull of gravity. Dark brown stone all around. Silactites hanging menacingly above, getting smaller as he falls to the floor of an unknown cavern. A rib cracks as he lands on a jagged rock on the cavern floor. His eyes close once more as he falls unconscious. Next week on May 1st drops our brand new season of Fables of Vendrea. We are so beyond excited to share this brand new story featuring two brand new cast members to the cast party team. The trailer is out now for this new whimsical, hilarious tale, and I promise you do not want to miss this. And if you want to get access early and meet the characters right now, Episode 1 is available for early access to all patrons at patreon.com slash castparty.
Get a head start on this incredible new tale brought to you by our DM, Jose, running yet another Fables of Fendrea adventure. It also stars myself, Ryan, and Nigel, playing some brand new, mystical, intriguing characters. Fables of Fendrea Wildacre takes place in Fendrea's version of the Feywild, known as, well, Wildacre. So come get Trixie with us, patreon.com slash castparty. And hey, we're only about 20 patrons away from our next Patreon stretch goal, where we're gonna go to Salem, Massachusetts and cleanse Vince's hands. Because we currently have one of our incredible patrons running stats on how we roll during cast party, and let me tell you, this man is truly cursed. We will all be heading to Salem, Massachusetts for personal readings from our medium, and ending our session with a cleansing of Vince's hands to rid him of this horrible aura that is looming over him. Now, I know this all sounds like fun and games, but we are taking this very, very seriously. We are working one-on-one -on -one with our medium to be as respectful as humanly possible during this event. And if you want to see an entire video dedicated to our personal recordings, Vince's aura cleansing, and a vlog about our entire trip, head on over to patreon.com slash castparty and join the cast and crew right now. Ad-free episodes so you hear less of my dumb voice, behind-the-scenes info, hilarious monthly one-shots, an invite to our community discord, what else do you want? The rewards just never stop. Patreon.com slash castparty. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, casting crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my familial cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo and heart musician whose dad used to love hiding Easter eggs. It was Sebastian's dad's favorite holiday, mainly because he could just really be a silly, goofy guy with the egg hiding. Air vents, couches, inside pianos, stuffed up a tuba, nothing was off limits. One year, he hid an egg inside of Daisy. No matter how much Sebastian shook the dang guitar, he could not get the thing out. A few days later, it finally broke free, but to honor uh, his dad's love for Easter, he decided to keep the egg, and it now resides in his bedside drawer. He of course opened it though, and there was a very melty Reese cup inside. <laughs> Delicious. We're recording this on Easter, by the way, if that makes things <laughs> make oh, more <yeah>. sense. <laughs> Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress who deeply, passionately, unfortunately hates board games. <laughs> it all dates back to an attempt to play Monopoly with the family as a child. Many people ask, oh, did you just like hate the capitalist nature of it? No, she just, she just had 12 turns in a row where she rolled a one. It frustrated her so much that she swore off all board games. So sadly, unlike us, Blueberry is not a fan of rolling dice, but maybe she would be if she'd had tried fanrolldice.com and all <laughs> their beautiful, perfectly balanced dice that would not have betrayed her like that. So if your dice have been betraying you, don't be like Blueberry and give up. Head to fanrolldice.com and use code CASTPARTY for 10% off. That was beautiful. Gorgeous. That was so good. I'm rolling with new fan roll dice today. Ooh, which ones? Let's get a test roll before before we introduce you. See how good your intro is going to be. Six. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Mediocre. Nigel Declan. <laughs> Nigel Declan? What did you say? <laughs> You're getting a bad intro. Sorry, bud. You rolled a six. <laughs> What's happening, Xander Gucci Supreme? 
who, to the surprise of absolutely no one, believes in nearly every holiday mascot there is in one way or the other. Santa exists, but he's not just a dude, he's one of the old gods. Leprechauns exist, but all the time, not just when we're celebrating the exodus of snakes. But the Easter Bunny? That's the one he knows is real, because not only did he see it, he was able to talk to it, and it talked back. Now, I know I've said before that Xander has never seen a rabbit, and he doesn't know that he's never seen a rabbit. And that is still <laughs> true, because he actually saw the Osterhaus which we all know is the German mythical beast of an egg-laying hare that since the 1700s, children would build a nest for so that it could stop by and lay its colorful eggs. Right, right. Xander was visiting a nearby town to where he grew up that for decades had attracted immigrants from Germany and therefore had a lot of German influence in the food, the shops, the celebrations. And while skulking about at night, as he often did, he stumbled upon a broken down shed near one of the shops and inside found a large basket full of brightly colored eggs and sitting on top, was the Osterhaus. Xander tried speaking to it, asking where it came from, but when it responded, it only said, get out of here, and bolted. Xander doing the same, taking it as a warning he couldn't ignore. Naturally, Xander was too engrossed in the whimsy of the moment to realize that it was just a hare. The basket of eggs was for the Easter egg hunt the next day, and the one yelling was the shop owner from the window behind him. So to him, it was real, and to this day, he has the utmost respect and fear for the Easter Bunny. The fuck? Wow. Uh, and Vince Perino. Hello. I played Jet the Boulder Chambers, Big Burly Heartthrob, who, when he was 16, started to learn how to drive from his dad. So, first time he went to go drive, his father took him to a parking lot, as we all try to do to learn how to drive. And he was a little afraid. It was his first time getting in the, the driver's seat of the car. And it was also a standard. I don't know why his dad decided to try to make him learn how to drive a standard for the beginning time of first time driving a car, but oh well. So he tried to put it in first and he accidentally put it in second and he immediately stalled out the car and his dad got very upset and he kicked him out of the driver's seat after the first try, left him there and drove home. Jet had to walk three miles back home by himself. I feel bad for Jet. I just want to give him a hug. Last time, you played around with a potion filled with what felt like some liquid that you could not see before heading further down towards the Blood Swamp. Xander pricked his finger on the lamppost and transported to the central aisle in the swamp with the large tower. The rest of you followed and decided to sneak into the tower invisible. You found a beautiful woman in a thin flowing dress who began reading a book and picking out ingredients. As she did, some of you snuck upstairs to find a room filled with taxidermied monstrosities, a skeleton of a child, and some contracts. One contract Xander deduced to be from the man whose bag he found tied up in the net trap. Leaving with some information, you all made your way invisibly outside the building before heading back in, pretending it was your first time there. Mother welcomed you warmly into her home as you exchanged your own blood for some useful information and things. You found out about the deniers from Kokar, the rift that Nyla caused between the two halves of the city, that the ley line is probably where that rift had formed, and to watch out for all ill health. Jet gave up a large amount of his blood for a variety of potions, the White Rose, and for Mother to imbue his amulet with his own blood. You left the odd tower, pricked your finger on the other lamppost, sending you closer to Kokar. You headed towards the bone fields, 
a vast wasteland of dust with little flora and large animalistic bones. As you got closer to a graveyard in the distance, Blueberry and Sebastian spied an undead-looking vulture atop a nearby spiked ribcage as a giant, snake-like being burrowed through the sand ahead of you. Its large dorsal fins sticking high out of the ground, you saw it vibrate, rattling the nearby area around it and kicking up sand. Now, you have all just seen the large beast tunnel downward, ground still shaking slightly beneath you, and so the scene is set. The question is, does everyone know what a skill challenge is? Oh no! Oh, good lord. No. no. So you're all trying to cross the bone fields without alerting this large monstrosity and just trying to get to the safety of Kokar. To avoid being detected, you will have to use your skills, your spells, your class features, your toolkits, anything you have, however you see fit to avoid any sort of complications. Depending on what you are trying to do to keep yourself safe, you will roll for a skill associated with what you're doing. Each PC can only use each skill once. So you can't have Sebastian use performance, then performance, then performance. But Sebastian and Jet could both use performance, for example. Though no skill can be attempted more than twice. To get past this, you will need to get eight successes before you get three failures. Oh my god. Oh no. Wow. Each PC must get at least one pass. With this, there are complications that can arise as you're going, but you can just start telling me how you're crossing the bone fields. How big are the bone fields? A couple thousand feet. Oh, I do have something to start if we're looking for a distraction. We could do the owl and bag trick again. I don't know how big this thing is going to be and if it can even dart out of the sand like upward. How high can you fly? Just fly as owls can fly or eagles. I don't know how high that is. Pretty damn high. Um, how far away is the bird? <laughs> 120 feet. I'm going to shoot the bird. <sighs> good start. Good start. Perfect way. <laughs> Give me an attack roll. Dirty 20. That is a pass. You completely kill this thing. It falls. You see a couple other of these vultures go over and they start looking at it and they even start ripping at the flesh of this vulture that you just dropped. I don't know if that counts as a distraction, but maybe we just get moving. I can turn into a giant eagle and I can also summon a giant eagle. Whoa. So I could carry one, maybe two of you and the other one could carry one or two of you. Oh, okay. What should I do about pebbles then? Poof her away? Yeah, just make her go all glitterily and, and poof away. Oh, then I'm gonna use another slot. Oh no. We can run if you want. She's fast. Pebbles can run. She can run. Maybe I'll let her go. I can't just leave her. Then giddy up, my guy. All right. So you don't want to fly? I don't know. He just told me to giddy up. Well, if you want Pebbles, you gotta giddy up. Well, Pebbles could giddy up herself. He doesn't want to leave her. But she comes back, she, right? She's not actually hurt. I think it's the moral of the thing, you know? But if she's not actually hurt, what's the moral of the thing? He's got like an emotional connection to this thing. Yeah. I'm gonna poof Pebbles away and I'll just jump in the bag, I guess. You don't have to, okay. <laughs> he's, he's in the bag. <laughs> I hope he took a big breath. 
as Jet jumps in the bag, Xander, you see these vultures. One of them is circling around you all, and it starts cawing, and it is starting to echo, and you guys start to feel rumbles beneath your feet. Oh, God, we got to get moving. Oh, that's our signal. I'm casting Conjure Fae and a fey version of a giant eagle is going to up from the air. What level spell is that? Sixth. Whoa. I'm gonna give you two successes for that. So you're at three successes, no fails. This could be the distraction, and then I could do the carrying. I can wild shape. How do we feel about that? We could do that. I can have a ground distraction if you want an air distraction as well. Okay, yeah. Double up. We'll do air, maybe we'll take the birds and maybe the ground would take the worm or whatever it is. I dive my head, like the upper torso into the bag. Hi, Jet, uh, can you pass me the staff? Uh, yeah, hold on, let me, I gotta move this. Uh, is this it? Yep, thank you. Uh, yeah, yep. I pull out the staff with the goblin skull on the, on the head and I just ram it on the ground and hope that goblin friends come because that's what Brad said. <laughs> With this, I'm just going to say all of them show up at once. Oh, my God. It's okay. They're all dead. Or visions, ghosts. I don't know, but we got to go. They'll make rumbles, right? Okay. Bonus action. I will wild shape into a giant eagle and go to grab the bag. Sebastian, are you directing the goblins anywhere? As they all just kind of appear, I just say, scatter. (laughs) Give me a persuasion check. He good at those. 24. That's going to be a pass. (laughs) You see that they go in complete opposite directions. Some of the vultures that are starting to gather around start going after these different beings and they're cawing. There's like this echo of caws all around you. You would think it would be pretty hard to determine where you guys are just based on the sound. Perfect. Blueberry, you have wild shaped and grab the bag. Yeah, I'm a giant eagle with a strength of 16. Can I carry a bag and two medium humanoids? Yeah. Then I will try to pluck the other two up. The bag in my mouth and each lad in a talon. Just a lad in a talon. Just a little (laughs) lad. (laughs) Why don't you give me athletics using the bird stats as you're trying to carry them and start flying? I'm also, once I'm actually on the move, gonna try to use these eagle eyes, keen sight to especially look at the vibrations of the bones and try to dodge wherever the thing might be underneath. Oh no! That's a five on athletics. Oh no! no. So we got one fail and four passes right now. Shit! Wow, we already have four passes. Dang. With that, you are able to start flying. The problem is the weight is a lot, so you're not able to get super high off the ground. As you are using your keen eye, you're looking everywhere. You're looking at the ground. You see the sand is popping up to the left. And then you hear as this thing goes for one of the goblins. You can see two of the vultures have landed next to the goblin as it's running and start cawing really loudly. And this beast just shoots easily 60 feet, swallowing the goblin whole and landing back down into the ground. That's what I was afraid of! Holy shit! As this happens, there is a giant dust cloud. And you see it just takes up most of the bone fields and it's heading right for you. 
Sebastian, do you have any disguising spells? Or, or like hiding spells, clouds, anything like that? Clouds? No, nothing. I can make us invisible. All three of us? All three. Yeah, you would think it would work. All right. I'm trying to reach over to the other Talon to grab Xander's hand as we're like mid-flight. I reach out and grab a little forearm clasp. Now that I'm touching both of them, I'll do a fourth level invisibility to make all three of us invisible. You're going to get one pass, and I'm going to ask you to also roll Arcana and see if you can use this invisibility in a way to almost make you camouflaged as this cloud is coming. <sighs> Dirty 20. That's enough. Ooh. That was actually a really hard DC, but 20 is enough. That is six successes and one failure. As you guys are flying, you've made it quite far. Blueberry, you feel that this this dust cloud, it is hot. The dust here is really warm because it's just been baking in the sand for so long, but it slowly starts to settle down. You're looking around again for the sand popping up beneath you. And you see it is again going for another one of these goblins. As you are doing so, you're hit from above. There is this large creature, Xander, you saw just earlier, a large lion with these bat-like wings. Oh. Yep. Acrobatics check to stay flying. Okay. 21. Whoa, let's go. Wow. That's a pass. This thing hits you on one side, but you're able to stabilize yourself as it falls deeper and deeper into the clouds beneath you. So we have seven successes, one fail. I think that means whatever that thing is can probably see us. I bet it can smell us. We smell like blood forests. Oh, wait, it's got bat wings. It's just using sonar. Oh. You're continuing to fly as best as you can, Blueberry? Yeah. Except you guys, you feel like Jet isn't really pulling his weight here, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you can just rip him out of the bag. Wait, can his, can you, okay. Can he half torso out, hammer at the ready, and then bonk things out of the sky for us? Oh, it's like, he's like defense. I can hold the bag. Okay, okay, great, perfect, perfect. You, you got it, put your arms out, catch it. You better catch it. I'm gonna <laughs> catch it. Fucking catch this, <laughs> I try to like duck my head down as low as I can so that to actually pass it. How do I do this? Because I feel like the bag's going to get heavy if Jet is halfway out of it. That's what I was worried about. It's like at least going to be 50% heavier. Yeah. Or 50% of Jet heavier than it was before. That's a lot of man. Maybe both of you. Each, each of us take a strap. Okay. Blueberry's just like hogtied at this point now. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then I'll open the bag and be like, Jet, we need you on defense. I can't jump out of this bag. Don't jump out. Just come halfway out with the hammer. What do you mean? You're like one of those aircraft gunners, but with a hammer. I'll, I'll like <laughs> just stick my head out and try to look everywhere around and, and see if I could see anything. And I'm also trying to sense if there's anything around us using my divine sense. Give me a perception check. And using your divine sense, I'm going to lower the DC. Beautiful, that's 15. The DC of this is going to be determined by a stealth check. Oh, come on. That is a pass on the stealth check. Oh. Mm. Are you shitting me? This being comes back up 
This time is coming from below. Sebastian and Xander, we're gonna average your two dexterity saving throws. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh no. To see if you can hold on to the bag. Oh! Ooh, that's good! We're gonna use the lucky point! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I got a 21. Oh, there we go, 18. Oh, that's Ooh, good. Okay. That's easy. All right. Oh. That is enough, so you technically have all of your successes, but Jet still needs to make a success. You see this lion roars as it hits you, almost to try to shake you and scare you. And it's loud and it echoes. You start coming out of that dust cloud and blueberry you see beneath you, this being is basically right under you and looks like it's going to shoot into the air. Based on your failure earlier, you're not flying high enough to be completely out of its way. But at least we're invisible, except maybe half of Jet now. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. In front of you, this giant worm is coming out of the ground. You guys are only about 200 feet away from Kokar. So that like bump kind of puts me back down and then I stick my body out a little bit more out of the bag. And I'll look down and see this worm coming up at us and freak out a little bit. Cause it was the first time seeing this shit. I'm just like, holy shit, just leave. And I'm gonna use command on it. Oh, okay. Whoa. What kind of saving throw is that? Wisdom. That's only a 12. 15. Does it understand common? It specifically says it understands but cannot speak. Okay! <laughs> oh, oh, wow. shit. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That is a good call. It gets upward, coming towards you further, further, further. It almost wraps its body back around as you say that, and it tunnels back in. Sebastian, you, you feel like your goblin friends are slowly being devoured one by one and hunted as these beings stop chasing after you. And you make it to this large walled city. It has a grand entrance, this grand gate that stands before you. It's made of metal and stone, but it now lies in ruin. It is just shattered and twisted metal strewn about. A huge hole just ripped through the gate that allows access to the city. Though you are also flying, so going over the walls would also be an option. Over the walls? Or what? Do we maybe just go right to the side that that is not consuming? Yeah, do we know which side's the nice side? Either way, I'd rather not be hanging out of this bag. Can we please get down? Just go back in. Take another breath and get in there then. <gasps> Take the staff with you, please. An uh, arm just pops out of the bag and grabs it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I want to look and see if I can tell which side is the nice side. It's pretty obvious. You fly over the first area of Kokar. Huge streets, massive buildings, dozens and dozens of stories tall. Nothing like what you've seen in Fendrea, much more like what you'd see in LA. Though they're made of dark weathered stone, ornate carvings all around, and they've been here a long, long time. You can see below, there are all these cobblestone streets, windows shattered, doors hang off their hinges. The architecture is just ornate and intricate. It's got these spires and arches. There's an eerie silence here as you're flying that is broken up by screams in the distance, both humanoid and animalistic. 
but as you're flying, you very much notice this first portion of this city is in ruin. And as you're flying through, you quickly find a long bridge, 300 foot long, that spans a giant chasm. And just at the other edge of this bridge is another portion of Kokar that is completely walled off. Tall stone walls everywhere. At the edge of this bridge that leads to it, there's no gate. This wall was made to keep everything out and everyone in. I guess flying's probably the best part. We're still invisible, so just fly over. Yeah. Mm. And try to land somewhere uncrowded. Mm-hmm. As you fly over, you have to pass over that chasm. And you see it is filled up with water a couple hundred feet down before that water starts. It looks like a perfect split, like the earth was just grasped and taken apart in two different areas. You see a large stone statue of a man who has a circle symbol on his head with a single dot in the center. It almost looks like a target. This statue must have been over 400 feet tall. And it looks like during the split, the statue fell into the chasm and downward and has wedged itself in between the two sides. But you fly over the other portion of Kokar, trying to be as quiet as possible. You see that there are people manning the walls. A few of them have crossbows. These all look fairly humanoid and look like they're wearing somewhat normal clothes. They're not all done up in all that black garb and covering most of their eyes and faces. They look to be people. Many in some open courtyards. There are a lot of buildings here, but they look to be actively repaired. Should we just find a place on the ground behind a building or something? That sounds good. Yeah, I just want to find an empty space behind a building or something. There's a small park. Some greenery here, it looks like this is just some place to get people outdoors. And it definitely looks like this used to be used for religious purposes. You're able to find a spot to get down with no other people in your immediate eyesight. I drop those two off. Xander still has the bag. Mm-hmm. We're still invisible. Until you give me the word. Hey, you good in there? I'm doing okay. The stick is kind of cramped me up right here, but... Just put it somewhere else. Oh, wait, I can see now. Oh, well, thanks for the light. Blue, uh, are you not an eagle anymore? No, I'm still an eagle. I just weirdly have the same voice as an eagle. It's interesting. My voice oh, changes oh. for, like, all the other types, but I guess this one's just me. <laughs> it's like your spirit animal. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do you want me to un-invisible us with you as an eagle? I don't know. I'm wondering because I don't have any more wild shapes after this. So I'm like, is there anything else I want to do? You could scope around. Could fly into the chasm, but I don't know if that's too crazy. (laughs) And there's water and stuff. But you could still like go get a lay of the sky uh, and we can do stuff down here. Just be careful, please. Okay. Okay. And three, two, one. Boop. I dropped the spell. Just kidding. If you're going to uninvisible, I'm going to turn back into an elf. Oh. Oops. <laughs> I'll pop my head out of the bag. Is it okay for me to come out? Yeah, you're safe now. Oh, sweet. No, and I close the bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm just kidding. Get out. And I turn it upside down. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, Stand back up, kind of rubbing my head. Where are we? 
Kokar Home. Good side. Kokar Good side. Uh, Xander. Sorry, man. I'm 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 I. That was stressful. Flying over a freaking sandworm. That was I presume old Ilhelm, right? I mean, my guess. It had to be. Yeah, I think it was crazy. Did you tell it? Wait, hold up. Wait, did you tell it to just go away? Oh yeah. How the fuck did you do that? I don't know. I just said leave. Yeah. Why did he listen to you? You yelled at it so hard it just pieced. I just wanted to go back in the bag, man. Are you like a worm whisperer? You talk to wormies? <laughs> oh, I gotta try that now. It wasn't there like an episode of SpongeBob like that where they wrangled worms or something. Oh yeah. yeah. But no, he spoke Italian. You're right. But they speak Italian here. You know what? Does that mean I'm Italian? It's all coming around. You might be. Are, are you? Chambers? I don't know. That's not a particularly Italian name. You know how they say that you get uh, your last name from like the job you did? What is a cha- What is a Chambers? Oh, he cleaned uh, chamber pots. Oh. <laughs> he did personally. Forefathers clean chamber pots. Your ancestors. Yeah. Well, that's a saying? Yeah. 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 Like, like the last name Shoemaker? Yeah. Or Schumacher, you know, that's... That means you, in the past, you made shoes, so that's how you got your surname. Mm-hmm. Baker. Green sleeves. All my ancestors wore green sleeves. Every royal chamber's got to have a chambers <laughs> <laughs> to clean it up. <laughs> anyway. Xander, you are laughing to yourself, and you hear something in your mind. It is Mother. Now I see you've made it to Kokar. How do you see that? The ring. Excuse me? Do you remember what you are to do? Yeah, we gotta tell Bilbo. What is his name? B- start with a B. Bergwin is dead. Berg, that's right. You are to tell Eodric. Eodric. To come to me. Right, because Birdwing is dead. Good. That means now we can be family. And you feel that ring tightens around your finger. Ah! And you see that crimson ruby fills with a little bit of your blood. God, that sucked. What? Good, buddy? What is going on with you right now? Why are you flailing about? Urethra is contacting me in in my mind using the ring. And then it just, like, pinched me real bad and filled up with blood, I guess. Oh. Oh. Just another Friday, I guess. What'd she say? Uh, it just reminded me to what we got to do. We got to tell Yadrick that Birdwing is dead. Birdwing? 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 Bilbo? Birdwing? Birdwing. 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 That's the one. Right, right. Yeah, I think we can, I can like contact her using the, the ring, you know, kind of like the phones. Uh, how are we supposed to know where to find him? Is he just going to be in a bar with a name tag? Can you ask mom? I'll ask Urethra. Aretha Franklin? <laughs> Checking in, one, two, uh, ma. I prefer mother. That's great. Do you know where we can find Birdwing? I believe he was an alchemist. Okay, that, that helps. Thank you. She said that he used to be an alchemist. Might be a place to start. There's like an alchemy store. Yeah, I mean, what, do we just go to the shops then? Yeah, we should probably stay on guard also, just in case they're like, what, what if in this town everyone knows each other and then suddenly we're people that they don't know? I, th- I think of these lands we should be on guard the entire time. They're walled in here. You saw that whole ring around the city. I mean, when you're stuck here that long, I feel like you gotta know everybody. There's an isolation here. That's true. He's the only people you have to interact with. Do you think they use blood as currency here as well? No, they don't consume. But they might still use it. 
Yeah, they could still trade it, maybe. I don't think they would. Yeah, because, like, why would they need it? Like, if they're not consuming it, blood is just blood. A mother didn't consume, and she still wanted it. Yeah, but she's a priest for Nyla. She doesn't consume it, but she's still, she is doing stuff for the goddess of blood or whatever. So they use, like, coins here then? Why would they use coins here? Why do you sound so incredulous? Like, everyone uses coins. Why do we use paper, bro? I like. Listen, money doesn't exist. It's all made up. Make it whatever you want it to be. Everything's made up. We don't even use mon- paper anymore. Exactly. We, we, like, use the idea of money. Yeah, like that stuff I got a while ago. What was it? Bitcoin? Think that's doing something? Maybe they use Bitcoin here. I'll have to look and see if I still have that stuff. When did you buy it? I don't know. I just used it a while ago. I, I like used it once to buy some stuff every once in a while online. I think I bought a boat once. How long ago is a very, very important question right now. I don't know. That could be the difference between like couple bucks or couple mil. I mean, you could ask my accountant. They'd probably know. I don't have his number. I like lean over to Sebastian. Do not ask his accountant about anything. That man is shady. Oh, when you said that, I thought you were his accountant. Yeah, I'm his accountant. So who knows? Maybe they take Bitcoin here. Bitcoin is as good of a guess as any until we go into one of these dang things. You want to lead the way? No. All right. I don't like it here. All right. Where do I go? Mm, Try to find a a shop with a swingy sign of a potion bottle. (laughs) You start heading towards the main strip. As you do so, you start to see people all of them as they walk around they look tired they don't look like they're doing so well almost like they are ill they seem happy though until one of them catches your eye and she drops a flower vase she was carrying and it shatters on the ground she just starts booking it down the road well i guess it's better than charging at us yeah I feel like chasing her is not the move. No. We could see uh, like a platoon of guards coming back at us, is my guess. Right now you do. Yep, okay, all right. Just a moment after you say that, a bell starts ringing in a nearby tower. Oh, shit. And you can just hear people yelling, Feeders in the wall! Feeders in the wall! No, 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 feeders! Nope, hands are up one of these big platoon running up a bunch of crossbows. And I'm talking like dozens of people. People get down on their knees looking at you as one man in particular steps forward, blade drawn. Hands up. They're already up. Hands up. Drop everything. Hi. You see a singular man steps forward, short sword drawn, pointing it at you as these others get out in a formation around you. He's about mid-30s, got a lean build. He's got this short, cropped black hair, some green eyes, and like a neatly trimmed beard. He's just in some practical clothing, some leathers. He looks a little bit nervous. He doesn't have like a bunch of confidence. And his eyes, you can see, are scanning the area around. How did you get in here? We flew. I don't see any wings. Yeah, the wings are gone now. She, she's the wings. She's a feeder. No. Nope. No. Nope. I'm a vegetarian, vegan, actually. We are just looking to not be here anymore. And we have a message for, for someone, too. But I promise we're not here to eat anyone or drink anyone's blood. 
Or hurt anyone, really. You could not have gotten in here. You say flight, yet I see no wings. Where did you get in? I could turn into a bird. But she can't do it anymore today. And I know that sounds really suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) If we sit down for like an hour, then I can, but... So you can feed more? Nope. No. Nope. Need to grow your wings? No, look. Pray to Nyla. I like pull the shoulder of my shirt back to show my shoulder blades. Like, see, there's no like scars or anything. I can change my whole body into an eagle. She worships the land, not consumption. Yeah, the opposite. Xander, do you have any more of the donuts? Show them the donuts, dude. We ate those. Did we eat all of them? Yes. Ah, do we have any good berries or something? Like, I mean, yeah, I have good berries. Do you? Do people eat good berries? I don't know if that's going to be proof for them, just the fact that we have other food. Why would we have good berries on us if we only fed on blood? I don't know. Just because you do not look like feeders doesn't mean you're not or haven't fed before. Okay, what kind of tests do you do to figure out if someone is or is not? We don't. Okay. Do you know about the spell Zone of Truth? The divine magics have been lost here for some time. Well, this guy's got it. Do you worship Everest or not? I am unfamiliar. (laughs) So no. Yeah, we are new to this world, to put it plainly. If, If Everest is the opposite of Nyla, then probably the war of their followers caused the schism. Oh. You are new here. From another world. Yeah, like a few hours, yeah. We we got trapped and tricked and sent here. So why do you stay? Because we don't know how to leave. Our way back was here. We got attacked by a feeder the second we got in here. We were just trying to be peaceful, and he hunted us down. We heard this was the only sort of sensible salvation, and it just so happened that this is also the location of how we get back to where we're from. You have a way out. Potentially. Darts his eyes to the other soldiers here who look up at him and lower their crossbows until he ushers them back to you, and they all... If you have a way out, you could save this city. What do you mean? We're not really sure how it works yet. We were just supposed to find some ley line. We're looking for a strong source of magic? It's in the chasm. Admittedly, you guys are welcome to join us to see if it'll work. Yeah. Like I said, we got tricked and we got sent here. We didn't make the choice to be here. We just have a potential way to go back. We just learned of this information from somebody very recently. You may have heard of them before. Does Mother sound familiar to you? You've spoken with Erythria. Yeah. We just came from her. She sent us your way. She's the only being we've met here that didn't try to kill us. Besides you now, (laughs) so that's cool. Yeah, the sword's kind of saying otherwise, Blueberry. Quiet, Sebastian. Well, they're not actively trying to kill us. There's no sword in me, Sebastian. If Erythria sent you here, her intentions are not pure. But if you made it here all the way from Erythria, you are strong. Yeah, well, like I said, we flew. So we flew over the sands. Do, is one of you Eodric? Nope. Uh, Eodric's dead. Berkwin's dead. 
Berg. <laughs> oh, fuck. Dad, damn it. Sorry. <laughs> 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 right. uh, Bird, Bird, Birdwing is dead. Um, we're just looking for Yadric. That's the reason why Erythria sent us, was just to get that information over. So he could save his daughter? Ingrid fell ill. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get us home, to your home, whatever it be, you would save everyone here. How many people is everyone here? 300. Oh my god. They want safety just like we do. Kaerith is no longer a place for us. Why? Look at these people. They're sick. They're dying. We don't have the resources here, yet we can't leave the city. Why not? Jen, have you seen the rest, like, what we've what we've been through for the last several hours? Yeah, we just lived it. Why haven't they tried to fight it off? Why, why haven't they tried to do anything about it? It seems like they've just walled themselves off from the world. I can show you why. If you so desperately want to get to that rift, you can see where all the bodies lie. Jet, I mean, like, we know that Nyla, whatever she wanted, she's gotten from this place. Like, this whole world seems hostile. All I'm saying right now is, how do we know that we can trust 300 people in some land that we just got to and they all came at us with swords and crossbows and knives? What if we bring them all back to our world and they all become feeders themselves? We don't know if we can trust this yet. We're putting blind faith into this out of nowhere. Let's at least see what's happening and get more information. I don't know how we're going to transport this many freaking people anyway. Maybe we make a gate. Or maybe the cell phone can just do it. Let's at least hear them out. If they'll let us. Um, uh, what's your name? Tor. Nice to meet you, Tor. We're the options. Do you know Eadric? I do. So the the rift, that's the the schism, the rift, all that down there, that that like separated you guys from the feeders, right? Before any of us were born, yes. Oh, so that was a that was I guess it would make sense if that was a while ago if the rest of the world is like now messed up. That probably wasn't like a recent thing. All of us were born here and have never left. Can I do just an insight check on these guys just to see, like, if there are any ill intentions behind anything that he's saying? Or is it purely, like, fear? Go ahead and give me insight. Nope. No? Just just don't even want to tell me? No. Was that a nat one? It was not a nat one. It was a nat two. Hmm. You feel fear? You are outsiders? If what he said to be true is true... They have been here alone with each other for their whole lives. And this guy's at least mid-30s. Why do you care of the schism if you're just going to leave? We have a theory, right? We have a theory? Well, isn't the schism like the location of where the, the ley line might be? Yeah. That's what we were told. So I think we need to go into that rift where the schism happened, because that, that's what that's what we need to get home. But it's also filled to the brim with water, like hundreds of feet. How are we going to even get in there? How do we get to the bottom of that? Okay, I know that we got, we all just met, and we met on, like, kind of bad terms. Do you know... The Muffin Man. ...of any way that we can get down there so that we can get out? Yes. Would you show us? No. Fuck. Not yet. 
is there something we can do to get us to that point? You promise to assist us as best you can. As best we can. Before we make that promise, how do we know that we can trust you? You've spent a few hours, you say, in Kareth. You've seen what's out there. We here, we do not feed to get better. We do not feed to get stronger. We are all equals here. It's what we believe in. He holds up a small amulet, and it's got that same symbol that you've seen a few times now, that circle with the dot in the center. Is there any vegetation here? Yeah. You see flower pots that have flowers you've never seen before? Jet, I know this doesn't mean like a ton, but like look at the flowers and stuff. It's not like it was out there. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying let's at least have some caution with everything. There's there's actually life here. No offense to these guys. They're not fighters. You can see it in their eyes. They're trembling just holding those damn crossbows at us. If anything outside got in here, it would rip them to shreds. We barely stood a chance. We saw how those things transformed before, though. We don't know. What if, what if they can do the same out of nowhere? They can do the same, and they're choosing not to. Right now. Just remember, this is 300 people we're talking about we don't know. Let's just go in with caution. I'm kind of surprised that this is coming from you. You are usually the one that's, like, all about helping people. I am, and I want to. But after putting our blind trust into a couple people before and seeing how it can go at times, I just want to be a little more careful. I don't see any ill intent right now, but we'll keep cards up. And we can use Zone of Truth at some point. Maybe when they trust us more. Let's just get more information. If you're done, I have a proposition. Yeah? Prove to us you can be trusted. Assist us in something. And we will do our best to get you to the rift. Knowing and hoping that you will try to help us in any way. Okay. As best we can. He lowers his hand so everyone brings their crossbows down. Back to the wall. All of you. They slowly start walking away as this man comes closer to you. I'm putting all of my faith in you. And I need you to do something for me. My brother was exiled. He was to be killed. And he ran away. He got out and he found some way out of the city. We know how he got out. He may still be alive. I don't think he would have gotten far. He would have just gotten to the other half of Kokar. Everyone else in this city wants him dead. If you can do this and get him here, I can take you to the Rift personally. And me and him go with you. Why would the entire city want your brother dead? Did he do something so horrid? It was a lapse of judgment. He fed. Ah, <sighs> he fed. He said Everest told him to. He was praying in the catacombs beneath the city. A beast attacked him to ring prayer. He was told he could get stronger to help save Kokar. It wasn't Everest. It couldn't be. Ever is all about equality. He would never say something like that. I didn't want him to die. I'm glad he escaped, but he's now out there with those monsters. Yeah, gods can be uh, tricky like that. Personally, I have no doubt that if something told him, it was probably Nyla. 
if we do this, we're taking just these two with us. I think we gotta try to take the whole city if we can. If you can, yes. But I would need to take my brother out of here. If we can get him and it seems like he really hasn't been turned to the feeding side, I could turn him into a small animal for just an hour so that we could sneak him over with the rest of you. I can tell the others that to prove your worth, I sent you to the other side of Kokar to kill Aster. Instead, you bring him back and you hide him in the catacombs. Swear you'll be going anyway. And then what? We're either bringing him back to his execution or say we take you back to Fendrea and you're going to have to prove it a hell of a lot to our buddy over here that he's worthy of going. Then you're just exiled with him. You're on your own. One thing to postulate here, we don't have to worry about consumption back home, right? Nyla has a stranglehold on this plane, but we'd never heard of her back in Fendrea. Yet. Seems like if you drink blood in Fendrea, nothing happens. That we know of. We haven't been through all of Fendrea. It's a vast world. I feel as if we've only scratched the surface. We find new things every day. Nothing would have happened here if Ilhelm did not summon Nyla. Ilhelm did it. God damn it, the worm? You survived Ilhelm. Barely. The worm summoned a goddess? He was not a worm. He was a human. What? (laughs) And then Nyla did that to him? During the war, there were problems. Those who worshipped Everest did not always practice what they preached. There wasn't equality, no matter how much they wanted it. Ilhelm and some others started looking elsewhere. Different deities to assist, to help take over Kokar. Take it away from the even hand. They found themselves at Nyla. Someone who promised ways to get better. Stronger. So they could take what they needed. And you see how that went. Nyla summoned the rift between the two portions of the city, and consumption began. It happened here, and it only happened after the rift. I don't know of other worlds. So how did Ilhelm turn into a worm monster? Consuming worms? Like a fish. Snakes, worms, bigger animals. There is essence in all of our blood. Ilhelm knew this is what he preached, that each essence is different. He created the Order of the New Kin and declared that war on the even hand. A portion of that essence isn't going to go down without a fight. That blood can manifest in the new host, whether it be features or just strength. I don't know how much of Ilhelm is still Ilhelm in there. It's just a conglomerate of essence. So what I'm picking up on all this is that we should all be vegans. I, I don't disagree right now. Um, I, I could live off carrots forever. But <laughs> I think right now there wouldn't be any risk of bringing people back to Fendrea because Nyla is here. And the consumption, I assume, wouldn't have been a problem unless Nyla was here. Ilhelm probably wasn't getting stronger from eating animals before he summoned Nyla, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless somehow Nyla gets through the gate. 
Well, Nyla's a god, so Nyla has to be, like, invited, right? Nyla isn't physically here, right? You guys haven't seen her? How was she summoned? Does she have a physical body? It was said so, yes. It was said she appeared on the bridge during the battle. Okay, that's more real than I was expecting. I can at least 100% confirm tomorrow morning after I sleep if Nyla has been heard of or had an impact on Fendrea. That's not going to stop her from manifesting and jumping through the gate, but it gives us some peace of mind knowing that at least no consumption has been had back home. So if we bring these people, there's no possibility of all this going downhill. Again, assumedly, the world didn't start changing like this until Nyla was here, so maybe it's her presence that causes all this. If she's not present on that plane, then she's not gonna create this. I wonder where she was before. We fear every day that she could show up in Kokar and destroy us all. Yeah, you'd think she would. If she's a goddess, like, why not just destroy everyone who's, like, denying you, right? If she's clearly evil. There's no more blood if you kill everybody. She wouldn't have to kill everybody. (laughs) Also, the blood would still be there. She's been known for her love of violence and chaos. Chaos. Okay. So you have a plan on how to get us through if we can bring back your brother. Aster. Aster. If we go and get Aster, bring him back here, go to the catacombs, I think you should try and convince your people that you can all go. Aster included. We will try and talk with Aster to make sure that he's not going to be a problem. Okay? Does that sound okay to everyone here? It does, but I don't know if our going to the other side under the premise of killing Aster is going to be believable if it's also including trying to convince them. Don't tell them we're going to kill him. Tell the people we are going to go find him. Be vague. Then try and convince them. I mean, you, you said it yourself. Everyone here wants him dead. Wouldn't they want to see it, as morbid as that is? Or at least have proof of it? If we bring him back here in chains, they can decide. There's 300 of you, and there's only four of us. So if things turn sideways and they don't see eye to eye with this decision, we don't really have the power here. I think we could take them. Sebastian. Sorry. Bargaining chips. You think I can convince 300 people who want him dead to let it go? I just want you to try. If you're successful, great. If you're not successful, it ends the same. Give me persuasion. Advantage, because Sebastian was helping you. 22. boy. You let me know when Aster's in the catacombs, and I will try to rally the people. As long as you promise to get us out of here. To help Kareth. We can promise to try. We can't guarantee anything, sadly. Can you give us a physical description of him so that we know what to look for? And what did he feed on? He fed on a hare. A rabbit. He was attacked by a rabbit? Praying? You'd be surprised what the animals here can do. So do we keep our eyes peeled for, like, floppy ears? Or what did he gain from that? Uh, believe it or not, yes. He fed a long time ago. 
and he kept it hidden for quite some time. About my height, about my size, dark black hair, keeps it generally up, bandana to cover the ears. Do you know what color the bandana was? Black, often. Had the symbol of Everest atop it. Well, probably not wearing that over there for sure. Only been a few days since he's been gone, but he's just a priest. I don't know how well he can handle himself. I'm okay with just a short rest, I think. Yeah, give us an hour to kind of collect ourselves. In the meantime, I can take you to Yadric. If you tell me what Erythria wants with him. Um, so Bergwin went out to collect some blood from creatures to give to Erythria for a cure for Ingrid. Bergwin's dead. He was unsuccessful, and Iadric was supposed to come to then give his own blood to save her. No consuming, no nothing, just saving a sick kid. So Bergwin is not sick with his daughter up in that room? Oh, no. No one had seen Bergwin a few days. Iadric told us he was sick and in the room with Ingrid. If Iadric leaves Kokar, he will not be allowed back in. That's up to him. Yeah, this is his choice at this point. Either way, I think we should tell him his partner's not alive anymore. I think he might be expecting that. It's, it's up, ultimately up to him. Whatever he wants to do, if he feels that his own daughter's life is worth his own and not coming back, that's for him to decide. I don't know how he's going to cross the sands by himself. Yeah. Let's head there. Tor takes you over to a small alchemist shop. You see a bunch of candles in windows, a few floors above. As you walk in, you see the first dwarven man you have seen here. And this is Yadric. Welcome. Tor does a little bow. I'll wait outside. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, not used to seeing others. I wish we had some better news. I'll, like, look back at the door, make sure Tor's out. Make sure he sees that I know this is supposed to be a secret. We we have a message from Erythria. His eyes shoot open. Do you have the cure? No. Where's Bergwin? He didn't make it. And the cure? Erythria didn't give it to us. She lied? He went there to give his blood and get the cure. Why did she not give him the cure? She said that he decided not to give his own blood and instead went out looking for a creature to attain blood to pay with instead. And we did find him out in the wilderness. He wasn't with her. I, I don't think this will make anything easier, but I do have a picture of his contract. Stupid, holy bastard. Even to save our daughter, he would not give any of his blood. So why are you here? To tell me he's dead? Thank you. She said that in the contract, if you wanted the cure, you could go yourself. I don't know if you had any say in that. I also don't think it's required. Figured you'd want to know that he's not coming back. If I go, I'll be killed. Thank you. I will make my decision. This is probably me prying, but I just wanted to check in. 
Is your daughter's illness anything that we can maybe help with? Do you use blood magic? No. No. Then I don't know. Is your daughter here by chance? She is. Do you mind if we see her? Maybe there is something we could do for her. If you just let us have a, a look at her. We can do that. Walks back into a locked room. You can see this is heavily padlocked. He has multiple different keys. Opens the door. You see a small child, extremely thin. She is completely elven. And you can see these very labored breaths. She barely moves when you come in. Do you mind if I take a closer look? Tor vouched for you enough, and I'm desperate. I'll just walk up to her and take a good look at her, see if there's anything that feels off about her, see if anything looks familiar to me from everything that we've seen around these parts lately, and through Fendrea. Medicine roll. Eleven? This is not natural to Fendrea. Something is making her sick. Something flowing through her is evil. I'm just going to grab her hand. I'm going to squeeze it tight, get down on a knee next to her, and just close my eyes and try my hardest to try to force anything that I feel unnatural or evil or anything that could harm her in any way in her blood or in her body to leave. I'll be using Channel Divinity, Turn the Unholy. So as an action, you can censor fiends and undead. Each fiend or undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw of 15. If it fails, it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. I'm making a saving throw. That's a natural 20. Fuck. You feel this presence inside of her starts flaring up angrily. You feel her hand get warmer and you can feel it's concentrated more in that hand and you feel a jolt of that hand like she's trying to grab at you. You're just making it worse. Please, please. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, guys, I can tell there's something in her. Yeah, clearly. It isn't natural. There's something taking over her. We need to get it out. It was there. It pushed me away. Like a possession kind of thing? Almost. Think of like a larvae inside of her, and it's controlling her. It's slowly eating her away. If we find anything... While we're out, we'll let you know. Sorry for uh, doing that. And sorry for your loss. Kneels down beside her bed, grabs her hand, pushes her hair back. As you guys all make your way out the front door. As you meet back up with Tor outside. All right, all done? As he says that, Xander, you feel the ring loosen on your finger oh um yep yep all done I will take you to the chapel you can rest for a bit 
and I can show you the catacombs, and you can head to the other side. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. He brings you through the city. Again, you're seeing droves of people, many outside, a bunch working together to fix a recently broken down building. There is a communal eating area here where it looks like they have a large stew made of some water and plants. It looks to be rather runny. It looks like they have a pretty good lockdown on who gets a certain amount. You continue forward. He takes you behind those gates that you saw earlier to that domed temple. Inside, there are some pews and some seating areas here where he allows you to sit. And you guys have an hour. Hey, Blue, while, while we're hanging out, is there any way that you could make like an abundance of berries for these people? Yeah, certainly. Tor. Tor, do you, do you think this, would this be something that could help your people? Do you know what good berries are? I know what berries are. Well, these are like berries, but they're real good. Only one is all you need for one day of nutrition. Try it out. If you can spare these, I will be our test dummy. Are you hungry? Always. See if you like it eats the large good berry. It gets all over his face. The juices pop out and run. How big are good berries? It's like a plum. (laughs) I don't know why. My brain always (laughs) thinks of them as like a peach. I always think they're big for some reason. I think of a blueberry. Yeah, me too. I I was thinking of a blueberry. Yeah, We we got the whole range. (laughs) We'll go with the average. It's like a kiwi. Like a mandarin Uh, orange. (laughs) If you leave any of these with us, I'll give it a day, and if I do not fall ill, I will give them to the people. Great. If we're short resting, everyone gets back to 11 temp HP. Ooh, thank God I'm full HP and temp HP. Let's go. You may all take that short rest. Are you all ready to go? I think we're refreshed. I guess so. Yeah. You guys head downward in this temple. There are some stairs that go to catacombs. And these catacombs are extremely well organized. A perfect grid system. They are all denoted by symbols so you know which latitude and longitude you are at. And he takes you further towards the center of the city. Takes quite a while. Each casket is just that. It is a casket in a small alcove that has a single name on it with what looks to be dates. As you're walking, you get to a large hole in the wall as you start to see light. Walking outward, this seems to be like where the catacombs used to connect further into Kokar. And you can see you're about 30 feet, 40 feet maybe, down in this chasm. And from here, it's massive. And you see a small pathway that's been created, a vertical climb downward until you are standing on the head of the statue that has fallen, that spans the gap. And then on the other side, the same thing. You can see where the catacombs are supposed to continue. You can see that you could walk directly across the large statue all the way to the other side. Damn, that's pretty convenient. 
Fingers crossed it doesn't fall while we're on it. Why would you say that? Just having a goofy old time. You are going to be the one falling the fastest, mister. Or so you think, and I hold up a very moldy berry. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> I forgot you have that still! Oh my god, I thought you used it! Can I slap that out of his hand because it's gross? <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> it's nasty! <laughs> it is. Head across here, up the catacombs, into the temple. I don't know if Astro will still be around the temple. He was a priest. He may have just stayed there. Come back the same way, just through here. You got it. Good luck. You guys are able to move across this large statue all the way to the other end where you're able to climb up into the catacombs. Here, the catacombs look very similar but every single casket has been broken down. You're able to find quickly the way up to the temple. Very much looks like the exact same as the one you just left, though this one decrepit and broken. You see the domed ceiling overhead cracking, some of the greenery spouting out from its roof. There is another statue here of Everest, completely headless. His symbol is cracked, so it's not quite that perfect circle with the dot on it. Just in front of this statue, carved into the ground, looking very recent, says, I'm sorry. And for today, oh, you that's a wrap. Oh, fuck. That one hurt. Ah. <laughs> we'll talk about it on Behind the Scenes. You can get that over on patreon.com slash cast party. We're going to talk about all the little goodies and how you skipped so much. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> There's a lot to talk oh, okay. about. Oh, awesome. I had no Definitely idea. Definitely want to know more about that. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. For, okay. once, for once, we got further than you expected. <laughs> patreon.com slash cast party. We're going to talk about it. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Um, uh, what's your name? Tor. Fuck you, Colin. Should just be T-O-R. I a T-O-R-R. -R. I put two R's. Dang, Kokar is dingy. Reminds me of some of the sketchy places across the U.S. we used to hit up on tour just to fill some show slots. Dragon Nim and the Chaos Gremlins always insisted on filling every single day with a show. Like, damn, come on, give me at least one day off. Armand, Wisconsin, Miharu, Indiana, New York, Pennsylvania. I swear nowhere was off limits to them. One time they even made a stop in Dubward, North Carolina. We played at freaking Faux Runners. It was this dive bar themed entirely around hermit crabs. It still baffles me to this day. But Bobby said a wasted day is wasted money, so. I guess she was right. Mason hated it since he always ended up driving the tour van. Saney Love told him time and time again that we could take turns, but after Eric 5 almost flipped us going 60 on an off-ramp, he gets a little worried. I mean, I don't blame him. He was listening to Ebab flow and they go hard. I would have been speeding too. Jesky Fire was always the best road trip buddy though on tour. She always brought the best snacks. A bag of Isuiks, Lexi's sour cream and onion chips, or even some polyamorous swirls. 
God, she has the best taste in snacks. And meanwhile, Frankie and Lady Lorax spent every single van trip basically just playing rock, paper, scissors for seven hours. Opti would always interrupt them, though, and use bass drop instead of, like, rock or something, saying that it always won. We always tried to say otherwise, but, you know, whatever. SMH.